welcome into episode 198, well we're nearly at 200, of Katie's Craft Collective. I'm Louise and today I've got the pod dog sitting beside me on the couch, you're in the sitting room today listeners, and today I've got the blather with Murphy and his law, the review of Katie's Heritage Yarn, North Country Cheviot, Planet Womble, or what would David Attenborough say, Retreat Section, Swap Section, Coming Up, Me 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 Section, and the Shoppy Section. This episode is kindly sponsored by my lovely, lovely, lovely friend, Angela. Scotch Tweed is a small family textiles firm based in the Scottish borders. Run by Angela with a huge amount of technical and know-how support from her dad, Gerald, they have a wealth of experience in the weaving and textile trade, over 58 years to be exact. Their aim is to bring top quality tartan and tweed fabric along with other Scottish goods and apparel including their gorgeous Highland wear to their customers at the best possible value. Angel's happy to speak to anyone at any time in regards to the requirements. If you cannot see what you're looking for on the website, give her a call. The number is on her website www.scotchtweed.co.uk and is a UK free phone number. To help support the podcast, Angela has provided a discount code for listeners, so quote CCC podcast at checkout and receive a 10% discount anytime. All the links are with the show notes, so get your cup of tea and your dram, and I'll let you know what the crack is in Keithness this week. Now for the blather. The blather. Tidying. Well, as mentioned last episode, I was tidying up my craft room to be painted. What it's meant is that I had to tidy up my very untidy craft area. What's that, you've just closed the door and stepped a little in front of yours, people at home? Your messy craft area? Could it be? Not you and the bus or the trainer in the car, because you're not near your messy craft room, which I've just looked at and gone, yes, I don't feel so bad now. But I don't care. I really don't care. I care about the fact that I can no longer find anything, even though I was the one that put it where it is just now. We've played Tetris in it the other day, looking for a calculator in Richard's old briefcase, and things then got covered over and moved around. Then my neighbour asked, does anyone have any white fur fabric? Well, yes, listeners, yes, I did. It was in the bin, which had not yet been emptied by the bin main. And then we wanted a black handbag for Daisy's school play because she's the midwife in the Call the Midwife version of the Nativity next Thursday. And she'd need a medical bag. It's gone. Can't find it. Must have thrown it out. Some of these items we took to the recycling centre, some we donated, some were for sale and some just went to the bin. If any of you would like a blanket-sized piece of Ada for cross-stitch, please let me know and it's yours for £10 plus postage because... I will never, ever use it. The law of Marthy states that one of you is now sitting at home going, I just bought an Aida and it was more than £10. Oh, no. And the other law of Murphy is, you have it sitting on the floor of a room for at least two years, in this case of the white fur. And by fur, I don't mean that I've been out skinning white dogs or white things. I mean, the fake stuff that you use to make kids' costumes out, not Basil Brush and his pals, which I do not agree with. But the moment you tidy up, or get rid of, or move it from its resting place, someone, somewhere, wants it, and then you can't give it or use it. Like the dice that I wanted today. Daisy has made a board game for her homework, and it's quite a simple game. 
She's made plasticine pieces for it out of a Christmas tree, a Christmas present, or a Christmas wreath. And when I went upstairs to find the two dice that I was playing with a couple of days past, hence, they aren't where I remember them being put. Oh, no, listeners, of course they weren't. But before I had to climb over the CD rack and Lego boxes to where the board games are very carefully shelved, she shouted up, It's okay, I made one out of plasticine. So we had a great couple of games and I'm very proud of her. I've actually even put it on Instagram and Facebook I was that proud of her. We get round things of Murphy. I didn't let on to my neighbour that I had some white fur sitting in the bin under four other bags of household waste and and as much as I love my neighbour to pieces, I don't love her as going in underneath four bags of household waste. Blech, bin juice. Blech, no. The fur would probably be a bit stinky by then anyway. The school have been making a really cool midwife bag, which is better than actually the one that we had, and they had fun making it. One of you, somewhere, is going, Oh, yeah, I really wanted an Ada blanket. That's a bargain. Whilst the other one's cowering in the corner going, No! I, however, cannot get my sewing set up easily, which is paining me as this week is peak Christmas shopping week, so maybe I could get Richard to help me tomorrow afternoon and I can take over a bit of the sunroom for a week until upstairs room is painted and then I get the lovely job of putting it all back together but in a very nice tidy fashion. I really found it wonderful when I was surrounded by space, the final frontier, and I wasn't tripping over things in the room. Plus, I found lots of things that I forgot I had or have never used for one reason or the other. I think that when we have limited resources, we use our ingenuity and it can be better or just as good, such as a plasticine dice. Murphy works in mysterious ways. Now we need a giggle for him to make us all smile for a second, so here's the Daisy and Sandy giggle. You might hear Buchel snoring in the background because he's twitching a wee. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, section. Sandy, hello to new to me, being with me a while now and be with me forever, listeners. I very much appreciate you tuning in and I hope you are enjoying yourself. A Sandy, hello to nobody <laughs> group member, but random hellos are too. Beat 19, Lioness Knits, K A J Same. Who's doing the sock advent? Cal that I have failed on so far. I cast it on and that was it. It's too late now. There's no way I would make socks in that time. Bobby Socks and Dutch Girls 63. I hope that you're all very well. And if you're not, please accept this here hug. Squee! The review section. Review section. Caithness Heritage Yarns. This is North Country Cheviot. Whenever I hear North Country, I stop, Cheviot, and I go into the Charlotte song, North Country Boy, and when I'm done that, I go for Country Girl by Primal Scream. And then I think about all the bog-standard white sheepies in Caithness. A sheep's a sheep's a sheep's a sheep. Or when you're pretty much surrounded by North Country Cheviots, they kind of all look the same because they're mostly the same breed around these parts, boy. This being a bigger, heavier type of sheep produced on the fertile, productive grounds of Caithness. North Country Cheviots have been predominantly bred for its meat, not its fleece, as it rolls around in Caithness Bogs and Heatherlands. Then, back in episode 194, you've heard me talk to... What do you mean you didn't hear me talk to? 
you need to go back and listen to lovely new listeners. It was 194. She's lovely. You heard me talk to Barbara Robson. Oh, you're back. <laughs> That's a while ago now. But it was a good episode, wasn't it? And Barbara was instrumental in the Hempbrick's flock near Wick being milled and Caithness Heritage Yarns was created. And this is alongside her friends Caroline and Willie Gullach. This is exciting because it adds another string to the new yarns coming out from Caithness into the woolly market. Her yarn was spun up in North Ronaldsea, which is Orkney, and thus reduced the mileage needed to process it from being a smelly sheep fleece to a luscious, usable yarn. The song North Country Boy has the lines in it. Hey, country boy, what are you sad about? Every day you make the sun come out. Even in the pouring rain, I'll come to see you and I'll save you. <laughs> Obviously, you've got to do your Tim Burgess dance and your Tim Burgess hairstyle and sing in tune. It helps. These are great words for this yarn. The sun came out when it arrived, figuratively speaking. It dropped into my post box just after the last episode and I nearly ate the envelope open. I was so excited about arriving, which was the sun coming out. First thought was, smells lovely. Smells lovely. Now some of you, you may need to sit down here. In fact, you may even turn off after. Is that a nice wee seat there? Are you seated? Cup of tea? Hi listeners. Eh, I don't really like the smell of sheep. Scully, I told you to sit down. I like what I can do with their fleece, but the actual real strong sheepy smell does not fill me with great joy. It actually makes me hungry and want to eat the sheep. Or it reminds me of sheep poo walking through it, trying to avoid walking through it. I know some of you listeners love the sheepy smell and would bathe in the smell if you could, but not at your honour. Which is why... I was delighted that this did not have at all the smell of sheep. It smelled not of strong perfume, as you would that would upset me too, but a, a really faint, clean smell. So maybe in the realms of patchouli or sandalwood, soap, which I favour, but not too much. It's just very faint. I could only smell it when I stuck my nose up close, and I was thinking, we win. Unless you want old sheep, of course, then we lose. Now, it wasn't oily and it had a soft, dry, bouncy, petty handle to it. You could squish it and it came back like a toddler on a bouncy knee going, more, again, again. I thought, brilliant. My soft, sensitive skin thanked the processor for that. What do I mean to you? I'll show you if you want the truth. I can't remember. I don't know how to tell you, but I love you just the same. I really wish I could sing, listeners. <laughs> I'm sorry, your ears have played. <laughs> right, you've mopped it up. I wanted to get it balled up quickly, so I went to find my swift, which had been put in the other room because of the decoration of craft room. And whilst I could find the swift, because it's hard to miss it, could I find the dowel rods and the ball winder that is in a lovely little bag that Laurie Starr sent me years ago? Bright pink. No, listeners. No. Murphy's Law. No, I could not. I have, of course, found them since because I don't need them right now. Of course, that is the law of Murphy. I used two chairs and I wound the yarn by hand. But, do you know, I was quite, I just thought, I'm kind of quite looking forward to working with this by hand. And it was really lovely tied up. I didn't get into any fangles at all whilst undoing the knot and, on, and then winding the yarn. What did strike me was that there was still vegetation in the yarn as I was winding it. 
And whilst they have cleaned it absolutely beautifully, it could have been a bit less veg for my lichen because I got a bit jagged into my hand as I wound. This is the first clip that's been spun to a two-ply of a thickness of sport wheat and you'll be getting 280 metres in 100 grams, which I thought was actually rather generous. It has been spun to reflect more of a hand spun than a smooth factory mass-produced yarn as there was the odd, thin, then fluffy spots where if it was me spinning, that's where I would be adding the more fleece to the draw of the yarn. It's such a lovely cream-coloured fleece, and once all that good Keithness vegetation has been extracted, I found that the handle was Winnie the Pooh. Now, bear with me, this isn't whiskey we're talking, listeners. I'm going on a scale of baby alpaca, it's just the softest thing your hand is ever going to touch, to Highland Coo. And Winnie the Pooh, I'd say, was in the middle. And I'm talking Teddy Winnie the Pooh, I'm not talking bear. Winnie the Pooh. I suppose he is a bear. I'm confused now. My Winnie the Pooh Teddy's quite nice and soft. But he's sturdy because he's got squish inside him. Anyway, I can't think of better descriptive than that. It describes bouncy. Whilst not soft, it's not hard either. <laughs> I really like Winnie the Pooh. Moving on. So I cast on 25 stitches and I used my size 3.25mm middle needles. I went for metal because I wanted that size. And that's the size of needles I could find. And I went for this size of needle to give a nice fabric, dense enough but not too sturdy. I cast on using a cable cast on and then I did my usual garter stitch start. Absolutely fantastic. It has stretch and bounce and it sits all proud. Like it's looking over Loch Hempritz as the big Keith in the skies do superb sunset and it goes, Yes, I live here. The stocking stitch shows the full hand spun, which is what I'm calling the way it's been spun, full hand spun, which I like if it's mine, some people might not. It was quite obvious on the stocking stitch. What this yarn is excellent at doing is being good at being ripped back. <laughs> didn't actually do that on purpose, but when I was doing it, I thought, well, this is part of the review and there we go. I tried cable without a needle. And I did it wrong three times. So I ripped back two times. The yarn rips back nicely without grabbing at itself when you're ripping it out. And also it's really good at having stitches picked up in as they sit, look at you like another expectant toddler with its hands in the air waiting to be picked up. So I went to the book that I reviewed last episode for some patterns because remember there was the five different types of stitching in it. And the book then went down in my estimations because the stitch key was at the back and I couldn't figure out some of the instructions for the stitch key, especially in the cables, which is kind of why I didn't manage the cable. Mental note to self, use the book more before reviewing it. Anyway, my cable was a fail. So I'm not sure about it on the sample. But it did look great in texture stitches for Gansies, great in raised stitches, great in colour work and great in twisted stitches. Not so sure about the lace because the way it's spun it loses the definition of the lace panel even after the blocking but others may think differently here. It really got in great in rib though, it was a fantastic stretch. 
Then I went into the crochet domain and it makes a lovely fabric with double treble stitches but you have to watch you catch the two plies because when you're manipulating it as you're crocheting the ply unravels just slightly. The lattice works when it's blocked but not until then and it makes great bobble stitches. I'm really impressed with them. This lard, this lard, this yarn likes texture. It holds itself up well. There's loft, it holds air in there to keep you toasty warm against the cold Keithness nights. It blocked out really easily. There was no dirt that came out whatsoever when it was washed and it will bend into whatever shape you want it to go to and then it will stay there. It gave a nice wee bloom to itself and the in-between stitches filled in. There weren't many guard hairs and whilst it felt woolly, it didn't feel overly prickly or itchy and scratchy come running up the alley. If I be good, I'll be good to your daddy. Now Catherine from my textile group was quite delighted because she said, Oh, I wasn't expecting it to be as nice as this and soft. What do you care about? And she said this and that. Well, what would I make with this yarn? Well, the ply, I don't think, is tightly spun enough for socks, so not them. It is on the sturdy yarn scale, so don't be thinking of making skin-caressing items if you want baby soft alpaca soft. Who knew? These shapes have coats that keep them warm in pretty harsh conditions, judging by last night. Ugh. And this yarn does that. You want layering items, such as jumpers, like the Stephen West Enchanted Mesa, which... I saw Luli Weir on a recent episode in Natural Colours and it was stunning. And I thought that would be quite good in this. Cardigans such as the Tail Feather by Heidi Kramer. Tank tops, mittens, wristers or leg warmers. Something that suits a texture stitch but doesn't have something rubbing on it the whole time. Such as a big toe. As it's wool there's going to be a bit of pilling but nothing much to talk about because it doesn't have too long a staple. I think this also would be wonderful in colour work in the Sanquir mittens, perhaps. I could see some hat shawls in this. I mean, you could make blankets or cushions from it, but I feel like I want to wear mine. It's quite special. I'm not sure I could wear it as a hat against my head skin, though. Yes, on my hands, but not my face, which is a shame because I think it would be good in a hat. So you could if your skin is not that way inclined. You could possibly even pair it with a kid's help, ooh, such as the newest Yorkasm hat I mentioned last episode. A nice sparkly white kid silk and it would be very wintry. That would be nice now, wouldn't it? So, North Country Chivet Yarn. It's not Merino. Doesn't pretend to be. It has fleece for the country it lives in. Up in Keithness we're on the edge of Scotland, hanging on to the coastline with high cliffs and an ever-pounding North Sea. We're sturdy and the sheep have to be to survive and to flourish. We have humour. We make the most of the fun times. We have texture and interesting tales to tell. The colour is amazing. And when you delve a bit deeper, you will be surprised at the hidden talents up here in latitude 58 degrees north. And I say that this yarn reflects all of that. It has depth and loft, sturdiness. And I can see a jumper in this here keeping me warm in the cold Keithness winter. Okay, here's the thing. It's not for sale yet. Probably easiest to say it's coming in 2019. They're planning to get a website up and running so people can register with an interest in being notified. But they are going to do a giveaway in the near future and for it you must register when it's announced. 
This is very dangly of the carroty. Jasper, the evil parsnip from the Aldi adverts, would be doing his dinger in here with the carrots. However, I was really rather delighted on how it turned out, and I think that Barbara, Caroline and Willie should be too. So that's Caithness Heritage Yarns, North Country Cheviot. Planet Womble, or what would Sir David Attenborough do? This section's to talk about things that we can do to be stewards of our environment and ways, such as reuse, recycle and be mindful of what we use. This week I'm talking about packaging. I was delighted to get my swap package in the post this week and thank you so very much to Leila who sent me an eco-friendly a package as I could think of. Who doesn't love brown paper packages not quite up with string but it was stapled instead. Hmm. Julie Andrews might not yet sing that. But Leila had wrapped the items in paper and then again with corrugated cardboard and then a big piece of brown paper and stapled the brown paper. I bow to your ingenuity, Leila. I have been using brown padded envelopes for posting off my Etsy items and I'd like to consider other ways to post than the plastic envelopes or the bubble wrapped ones, so this is a great idea. Small steps, listeners. I continued to try to cut down or cut out the palm oil and we found that Tesco's Turkish Delight does not include it or either does Roundtree's fruit pastels or most crisps or the majority of dark chocolates. I did find that Bertie Bassett's licorice sorts did. I nearly had a hissy fit in Thurso Tesco's. I found Marks and Spencer's and Waitrose do really well for sustainable or no palm oil so go them and if you can get to them, shop there. If you can afford it that is. So our quest will continue, listeners. Also, in the consideration of stop using plastic disposable razors, go for a changeover of just the blades. There's less ways to get rid of, and the blades, they're often recycled from other things anyway. I like to think that they're recycled from big ships. Richard says they are, but I just kind of like that idea. It was swimming in the ocean, and then it's doing my legs. (laughs) There's a few places that you can get subscription for. One I think is called Harry's and another is FFS, which is Friction Free Shaving, not Fuss Free Festival Shop. Something to consider if you're doing gifts or in the shaving line. If anyone has good items for this, then please do message me and I will share. Retreat. Right. Oh, I have one opening for the retreat. Sadly, very, very sadly, one of our group has had to cancel and I would like to both fill the place and get her money back because the terms were once it was paid, there was no refund unless I can fill the spot. Now, this is December and the retreat is the 8th of May. So there's loads of time for you to get organised. Although, you've only got one space between you all. And this is the 30th of May which is a Thursday, to the 2nd of June, which is a Sunday, at Natural Retreats, John O'Groats. Sharing is caring. You will get three nights accommodation, a quality goodie bag, a workshop and raffles, and more fun than I can shake a buckle's tail at. Well, not right now, because he's asleep. You will have your own bedroom sharing a three-room fully silk-catered chalet and a conference chalet. This includes three nights accommodation plus tea, coffee and snacks throughout the other days. There will be one workshop and a dram session. Drinking is not mandatory here, please be clear. And a quality bo- booty gag, a goodie bag. <laughs> there is the 
conference chalet where we will eat our lunches and dinners and do the workshops in. We will have comfy sofas so we can knit and spend together time together in comfort. There will be door prizes, raffles, pub quiz, show and tell, swaps of unwanted yarn. I know, who doesn't want yarn? Games and as much fun as you can shake Bickle's stick at. I've obviously repeated myself here. I should have double read this before I read it out. Now, breakfast and transport is not included, uh, but please contact me for help in knowing how to get there. You can fly to Wick Airport or public transport to Wick or Thurstall, or the drive takes three hours from Inverness. Uh, we have visitors coming from the west coast of America. So, if you're just doing the road and you're thinking, ah, it's quite far up, it's not really. <laughs> so why not? Our group is a really lovely group. I know quite a few of them. There are quite a few returning attendees and they are such a really nice gang of people. But they are inclusive and if you've not met them before, they're not cliquey. So you can come in and be part of the gang. There will be a form you have to fill in to get your contact details so I can group message you. I'm not too big on putting out unnecessary information. I couldn't keep anything from last year due to GDPR laws. I would like payment by cheque and I'll give you details when you fill in the form. There are small print things but necessary because business Louise has to see it. There will only be a refund if I can then fill your place. I hope that you can make it next year and whilst I have ordered in the sunshine, puffin seals and unicorns, I cannot guarantee them because the puffins are really quite flighty. Oh, go on, you know you want to. And then I can stop having that tidal wave of a dream. I am really disappointed that our friend can't make it, though. And obviously, I'm quite sure that she did not make this decision lately. The swap section. Swap. The winter or Christmas decoration swap is almost all done. If you have not sent yours, you have to get in the post. And you should be receiving yours very soon, and it should be in the post. I'm swapping with FRK Strick, Leila, and I got a lovely, lovely package the other day, as I've mentioned previous. She sent me a really pretty felt heart and a wee chocolate and an interesting booklet and a little key ring. And the key ring is about the birth certificate of Denmark with the touristy brochure to go along with it. And there were some lovely couple of cards that explained everything. I have spent her in return two Leila, you're going to have to go forward to 30 seconds here. Uh, two triangular folded material and sewn together decorations that I handed. Some hot chocolates and a tweed needle keeper. I hope that... Oh, you're back. I hope you get the same joy of post that I got. And that goes to everybody. Coming up, coming up, coming up, it's there. Coming up. Edinburgh Yarn Fest, 21st to 23rd of March. And I think the next time that they will put a call out for Call to Arms <laughs> is in the new year where they'll talk about the Sunday event. So that'll be interesting. And then we'll be starting to get the tickets out as well. And it's going to be March before we know it. So if you were wanting to knit all your three jumpers for it, or four if you're going to go stay to the Sunday, then start knitting now. Because... Otherwise, you're not going to get it done. Because, I don't know, I'm not sure if I'm going to get mine done. And I've been knitting since June. 
Right, where were we? The beaker section. Me, 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 me. Right, I've mainly been working on the body of my breathing space by Vera Valamaki. I'm using mode knits in a charcoal colour and townhouse yarns tits collective colourway as the contrasting stripey colour. I'm on the twisted rib, 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 rib all the whole day through, which means that I have got my 3.5 long cable needle free to cast on the Serena Keeplet by Rosie Purnell. And I want to use a grass green coloured four ply in silk and merino from Mole if you haven't done it yet soon. Because then I'll have to get my swift down and wind it. But it's okay because I know where the bag of dowel and winder is. <laughs> I had a look at the Mole View yarn website and oh there's some delights in there if you're in the shopping mode with your Christmas money. They do their dyeing with org botanicals and they have got some really lovely colours in there. And it's obviously reflected in the price. So I was extremely delighted when I realised what I had. <laughs> Diane, looking at you. I was very kindly, Diane, looking at you, sent one of their organic lotion bars the other day and it smells amazing. And it, I just really, really like using it. And Diane actually sent my mum a bag because I'd said that she had been looking at the bag and just, just looking at how it was put together. And Diane sent mum a bag up for her very own. So, oh, listeners, isn't that so kind? Now, Diane is going to our retreat. And if you want to meet Diane and see how nice she actually is, that's the kind of person that you're going to meet. Now, you want to know these kind of people, don't you? Because you're one of them kind of persons too. Just, just saying. Go on. You know you want to. Right, where were we? I've got one of these beautiful organic lotion bars. And it's lavender and rosemary. Every time I go past it, I'm going to put some on my hand. <laughs> but it's natural products. really nice on my skin this time of year because it's cold. And my skin is getting rough. And yeah. It's lovely, so I very much appreciate that. And then I hang on my nearest mitten either. <laughs> mm. I can't even say that out loud. I haven't done anything on my Juris mittens. And it was very, very frosty the other day and Richard was using his flap-over mittens and he said, yes, I'd really like my flap-over mittens finished, please. So maybe when I finish this twisted rib of the bottom of this jumper, I should go and finish the mitt. Because, yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Because then I would be nice Louise. Nice wife. Mm hmm Right. I have been doing a little bit of work on the socks for my lovely, lovely friend Dorothy, who is uber knitworthy just now. Uh, I am using Rose Dean Rylands, which is 100% pure wool and four-ply. Now, I got this at the Meet the Shepherd Sunday part of the Edinburgh Yarn Fest. So this is kind of why you've got to hang around on the Sundays, you see. You never know what you will get. Oh, I can't wait, actually. I, yeah. Right, where were we? So, I'm past the heel. I'm on the foot. And I'm going to have to find somebody with size 6 feet. Now, I know Mel has size 6 feet because she's told me, but Mel is in Alaska 
and you don't have that long legs male so I'm gonna have to find somebody I know who would very kindly assist me with trying on size 6 feet <laughs> size 6 socks so I'll have to find somebody quite close by who has size 6 feet close by meaning when I'm sitting beside them at swimming I'm quite sure one of the ladies has size 6 feet <laughs> and then I'll be able to um, think. or what you could do is just tell me what when you would start decreasing for the toe if you've got size 6 feet that's UK size 6 that would that would work actually so maybe you could do it Alaskan male <laughs> right I am still using my Addy Sockenwunder short circulars and I'm getting on alright with them but I'm still getting slightly frustrated the way that they slip back onto the needle from the cable it just catches it every single time I did take them off because I wanted to take a photograph for putting with my needle holders that I've been making. Not that you could actually tell that there was a sock there because it was brown and I was photographing it on Keithness flag, which was brown and it just didn't look like I needed to bother. <laughs> I don't know why I bother sometimes. I just thought it might look cool in the photograph. It did look cool in the in the low level sunlight with the Caithness flagstone in the background, very quite cool. And then I looked back at the pictures and thought, I'm sure I had a sock in there. It took me ages to get the them off the nails onto the DPNs and then back on again. Hey, I'm quite enjoying working on them. I just need to march on a bit. And yes, I know I did actually cast on with the blacker Jacob that I got in Edinburgh for ply. And I think that will make wonderful socks because it's going to make really, a really, really nice texture on the heel of the Rose Dean Ryland socks. But that's all I did. I cast on 64 stitches. I didn't even join it in the round, listeners. So that ship has sailed. Big time. Oh, the alley, alley, oh. Or I saw three ships come sailing in, come sailing in, come sailing in. Not with my sock on it. So poor mum is not getting socks for Christmas. However, listeners, where are we? It's a good job that we're not running a campaign for climate change either because Angela's lush is still in the corner. So, campaign Galcott Calfs, or Galk for short, is still ongoing. It might yet have to wait until Monday as this weekend, Angela and fun granny Janet are doing a mad 24-hour CrossFit fundraiser for the brain tumour charity and Angela has a just giving page which I'm going to link to in the show notes because actually being up for 24 hours I would say deserves a clap on the back and for doing CrossFit for 24 hours deserves money thrown at her to stop it. <laughs> Richard donated money and said he'd double it if she cried on video. <laughs> she will. Uh, we had our last textile artist of the year on Tuesday and it was nice coming. In fact, hold on listeners, if you donated and then said you would double it if Angela started on her galk when she's at the 24 CrossFit thing, maybe she would do more. Yeah, listeners, bribe her with that. Oh, I missed a trick there. I had to get Richard to do it because I couldn't remember my just giving password. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to take over the world because I couldn't hack anything. Right, we had our last textile artist of the year on Tuesday and it was lovely company as usual. 
We took long wee nibbles and one card each, which we all put into and then pulled one out of. We had long since decided that you can make more effort on one card and mine were screen printed, so it was nice. I was crocheting, there was quite a lot of crochet going on that day, so there wasn't an awful lot of textile art, but we will when we come back because we're all going to be doing a project that Ella suggested before she went off on holiday. And she's coming back in the new year, so we'll, we'll have to pretend that we've had it done ready. <laughs> She'll know fine we haven't. Right, in crochet news, I am still crocheting small blue things, which will all become clear on Instagram in the next week. If you have been following my Instagram feed this month, you will see that our elves are back. And I'm hoping that these are going to sort out the elves. Poor Buchle has been spray painted red and white to match them. And poor Kevin the carrot from the Aldi advert has been grated. They are getting badder by the minute. So my little blue things, I have made two complete ones with wee kelts and one has fuzzy hair and moustache and angry eyebrows. Willy, willy, willy. Oh, sewing news. I've been doing a lot of sewing for the shop and I've been trying to do an update on Friday. Not this week, listeners, unfortunately. Well, there, there might be one, but because of painting, all my stuff is through and... Well, like I said, I'll maybe pull stuff downstairs and get stuff out to you on the Saturday. But I will social media everything and yeah. But it's kind of ex exclusive stuff. But I do have some Christmassy winter fabric that I thought was, it does match. It goes lovely with the tweed. And I thought that might be nice for Christmas. Now in the library corner, I have just finished reading and I'm now at the point of the day where, you know when you finish reading a book and you miss your characters <laughs> and you miss listening or reading the book, well I'm missing that I wanted to know what happened, I did not guess what happened, but I am missing John Rebus so I've just finished reading Ian Rankin's In a House of Lies which is the most recent John Rebus detective book, or rather he's now retired series I really enjoyed it and I'd recommend this series and this book if you like crime books at all. And I've listened back to a few of the short stories or the early books with Rebus in and before the smartphones took off and it quite makes an interesting detective work looking back. Although Ian Rankin's actually very good at including how things have changed in New Police Scotland in this most recent book and with social media. Uh, we used to be able to meet up by letter, and if we were half an hour late, we would still wait. Now we won't wait two minutes before we're messaging. Where are you? Mind you, now we can instantly find out that actor's name who's in Doctor Who, and what other films you've seen them in, instead of waiting and up until you sit in bed at 3am next Tuesday going, Kevin Eldon, that was him. Shroppy section. Shopee section. Thank you very much for your purchases the past couple of weeks. I so very much appreciate it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. It's just really lovely. The shop has currently got two tartan bags and a silk scarf and <laughs> some new project bags with Angela's tweed and some double pointed needle holders with Angela's tweed and also a no zipped notion pouch 
will be coming that way very soon. These will have winter fabrics corresponding with the tweed. So you just got to keep your eye out for it. I'm tending to do the project bag with a, the, as a set with the needle keeper. And I just love the, the way that they contrast. Also, it is me using up the fabric edges that I didn't really know what to do with when you get a long strip. Because the way I've measured my fabric in the past is I've tried to get as much out of a metre of fabric with as little waste as possible. Uh, previous when I've been doing big orders, I had got the project back to this size. And then just have this just strip down the side and it's say five inches at most and that's all I need for a needle keeper. So I'm just so delighted that I can pair this up with corresponding fabric, put the little snaps in and ta-da! And there's even hand sewing in it too. So if you feel you want to contribute to my continued running of the podcast and actually my uh, <laughs> by Louise a new vacuum cleaner fund which is actually what this is going to be um but you can get stuff back as well then do go visit www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash cadence craft or you can support the podcast and get nothing back if that's your want and this is paypal.me forward slash cadence craft or you could just send me a new vacuum cleaner i would be more than happy with <laughs> what i need something that does pay you <clears throat> i am very happy to review patterns books Yarns, notions, if you're in that line, so please don't be shy and come forward. Good podcast fodder. I joked about the vacuum cleaner. I'm really enjoying the saving up part of it. Blah, 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 Thank you so very much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time to download and then listen to me splaff on. I would like to add that all opinions are mine and sometimes Richard, but he's not in it this episode. We do have whiskey. I've just not recorded the drum yet. I do occasionally get facts wrong and I try not to do it on purpose. My email is cadencecraftcollective at gmail.com and Ravelry is Louise Hunt group is cadencecraftcollective on there Etsy, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram Facebook is cadencecraft you can get the podcast from Podbean's site as www.cadencecraftcollective.podbean.com I always trip over that line when I read it out and I don't know why The intro is from Free Music Archive and it is called Winter is coming, Adagio for snow. As I thought, it was quite peaceful. Thank, oh, this is by D. Yankee. Thank you very much for listening and keep on crafting.